Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 49 of the podcast that was originally recorded on November 17th of 2014. I start off with what I'm leeching now, and then jumped into some new stories. Bloodborne's delayed until March of 2015. Asmodee acquires Fantasy Flight Games. Jeff Keighley announced the Game Awards of 2014. Elite Dangerous abandons the promise for an offline mode. Tisk tisk. What I'm playing now? I played some Dice Masters on Kenny X-Men. Binding of Isaac Rebirth, Loose Trousers, Pathfinder Adventure Card Game Skull and Shackles, and of course, I finished the episode with what I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers. This is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. We are on episode 49 of the podcast, and we are going to try to get through this one, hopefully, without too much coughing and without too much of me showing my cold that I've had for pretty much the past week. So I'm pretty much at the end of this thing. I still do have a little bit lingering on, and hopefully all the medicine that I'm on will basically deter the cough from coming on, which is one of the reasons why I was not able to do one last week, because I just didn't want to sit here and just be coughing for pretty much a half hour straight. So we're going to try to knock through this one. I got my Powerade next to me, so I'm going to be probably drinking that quite a bit throughout this episode, just to make sure that my throat doesn't dry out and I start coughing more. So let's get to this. We can be found at our email, what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. We have people following us daily and we're growing slowly. Um, I've actually been posting some things to the Facebook page. Just look for what I'm playing now on Facebook. Google Plus, plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And of course, our Twitch channel, which I haven't been pretty much too active with for the past week or so, mainly due to the cold, but I will be changing that on Wednesday. We will get back to Diablo 2. The Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. All right, we're going to jump into what I'm leeching now and some of the things that you can get for free coming up in December and January. Um, Sony actually posted in their PlayStation blog. Uh, a sneak peek of what they're actually going to be giving out for free PS4 games um, coming up in the next couple months. And I think they mainly did this because Drive Club, Drive Club PS Plus Edition is still nowhere to be seen. Um, but in December, you can look for Injustice, Gods Among Us, Ultimate Edition, as well as Secret Ponchos. And in January, I believe we will be getting Infamous, First Light, and The Swapper for the PS4. So those are a couple of things if you have PlayStation Plus, you can look forward to for the next couple of months. Hopefully they will be able to add Drive Club in there into one of these next months, but um, who knows, because from what I hear, that title still kind of just screwed up. Um, Nintendo is going to be releasing, and this really isn't a deal, but it's just something I kind of wanted to throw in here. Um, Nintendo's going to be releasing a new 2DS model. Um, they're going to be translucent blue and red ones, I believe, that are supposed to be coming out around the same time the new Pokemon games are coming out, and they will be priced at $100. I was actually thinking about maybe getting one of these new 2DSs for my nephew. My brother, I don't think, listens to the show, so I'm not too sure I really have to worry about that, but, um, I'll see. He's still a little young on the young side, so I may wait until next year to get him a 2DS, but, um, I'm really thinking about for $100. What, what the hell? Why not? We'll get him into gaming young. The next couple of kind of deals I have are basically going to be for Black Friday gaming deals. Walmart's revealed some of their stuff as well as GameStop. Um, both of them appear to have good deals on consoles. Probably one of the best deals I think I've seen as far as consoles go is the PS4 one, where you can get Grand Theft Auto V and The Last of Us for 400 bucks. Um, the Xbox One just has tons of deals on consoles across the board. If you're looking for an Xbox One, 
now is definitely the time to grab one. But I was really... If I didn't have a PS4, I would definitely get the Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto V and The Last of Us bundle, because those are two games I haven't played on the PS4, and I would definitely like to. So to me, that's one of the better bundles. As far as games go, looking through GameStop, and I normally do not stop at GameStop, or normally don't shop at GameStop, but um, one of the better deals that I saw was Shadow of Mordor on the PS4 for $29.99. You can save 30 bucks on that thing. Um... As far as looking at all the other games that are out there, if you have not played Shadow of Mordor yet, for $29.99, you do not want to pass this up. If other stores offer that deal, run out and get that, and you will... Shadow of Mordor right now is probably my game of the year. I'm going to be picking up Dragon Age Inquisition uh, probably tonight, and I'll be downloading it. I probably won't get a chance to play it until Wednesday, or possibly even Thursday, um, or possibly even the weekend, mainly because I got Dice Masters coming up um, tomorrow night. I think there's a tournament I'll be going to for Dice Masters. Wednesday is going to be Diablo 2, so if I can maybe get in a little bit of playtime after Diablo 2, we'll see. And then Thursday will probably be board game night, and I definitely want to go down to that. So, I do have a busy couple of days ahead of me, but I, I'm going to be picking up Dragon Age Inquisition. From everything that I'm hearing about that game, that game sounds outstanding, but let's not jump too, too far ahead. I guess let's get into the news. And some of the news, this one's actually a little bit older of a story. It carried over from what I was going to actually talk about last week, and that was GTA V is going to be 1080p, 30, 30 frames a second on PS4 and Xbox One. And they've also released, Rockstar's also released a first-person trailer that um, where where you're going to be able to play in first person mode for GTA, I don't think you've been able to do um, really a true first person mode in any of the Grand Theft Autos before. You will only be able to do this on the Xbox One, PA, PlayStation Four, as well as PC. Also, the PC version will support 4K resolution for those of you that have 4K monitors, which I am extremely envious of. Plus, if you have the video card that can rock that more power to you. I was actually talking to my wife earlier about getting the new 970 for Christmas, and I think I've been given the thumbs up for that. So I will be hopefully getting a new NVIDIA GTX 970 for Christmas, which I am completely stoked about. I can get rid of the 560 I have. So still don't have a 4K monitor, but um, I'm, I'm really thinking about checking out Grand Theft Auto V, especially on the PS4. Uh, that may be on my Christmas list. Next story was one that from the PlayStation blog Bloodborne, which is coming from From Software, which is basically from the people who did Demon Souls, Dark Souls, and all those lovely, ridiculously complicated and hard games that just want to make you throw your controller across the room. Uh, that game's actually been pushed back a month, and the game will be released now exclusively on the PS4 on March 24th of 2015. I guess they had an ex I guess they had a small alpha test period where they actually got quite a bit of feedback from users and it sounds like some of the data that they put together they'll need an extra month for. I'm completely fine with, with an extra month pushback on this game because I will be getting that game day one and cannot wait for it. One of the other news stories I have, this is more along the lines of board games and I got this from Dice Tower News and it was an article that's from Black Diamond Games, their blog, and they're basically talking about purchasing board games this year and basically try to get some of your stuff early. And I think a lot of the stuff that was written here in this article I think is really good. Um, 
If you if you remember a couple of weeks ago when Uncanny X-Men was released from the Dice Master game from WizKids, they basically had to push that game back by a week because of the port delays. That's one of the first things that's mentioned in this blog article. A lot of board games do come over from Asia. Expect that any games that are possibly coming out between now and Christmas may get delayed because of these, these port delays. Um, it's kind of funny because I had actually ordered my wife something for the house and it was on back order and we were told it's basically because of the port delays out there on the west coast and i told her i go welcome to my world i guess it's not only affecting my games but some of the stuff you want as well um some of the other things that's mentioned in this little article um and this write-up is poor forecasting and game publishers he's saying are basically just having a hard time trying to basically figure out how much they need to produce for their game and how much they actually need to print um we actually saw this with let's let's use dice masters avengers versus x-men as a perfect example of this whiz kids really under kind of sold how much they were actually how popular the game was actually going to be and the crazy thing is what they had actually forecasted they actually made for that game originally i think they said 10 times as much as what they had pre-orders for and it still wasn't even enough and it it sounds like they really were a lot closer and pretty much more spot on with uncanny because it seems everybody has uncanny right now and uncanny x-men for dice masters is doing great but um i think board games are becoming a lot more popular uh, you have tabletop going into season three which is one of the one show that will wheaton does and it seems like a lot of the board games that they show on that they're showing on there people you know a lot of stores are basically having trouble keeping those games in stock so keep in mind that you probably possibly if you if you are watching tabletop or any of these other youtube type of shows or anything maybe on twitch that uh, you're probably not the only one watching these and there's going to be a lot more demand for these games going into the holiday season um also things like amazon and stuff they a lot of the larger retailers get their product basically from the same distributors so pretty much everybody's pulling from the same basically the same bucket so um just kind of keep this stuff in mind if there are if there's a gamer on your you know your christmas list that you're wanting to possibly get something for keep in mind that uh, you may want to get out to the stores early and maybe just get that product early and keep it kind of stuffed away so you're kind of not running around um and, and not able to find the product you want also keep in mind that if you are looking for things possibly at Amazon or maybe a Target or some of the big big box stores hit up some of your local friendly local game stores uh, not a lot of people know about them and you'd be surprised how many actual game stores there are locally around your area who actually may have what you're looking for and maybe kind of like your last resort and you will probably more than likely hopefully be able to find what you're looking for there plus you'll also be helping a local business which in my eyes is always a thumbs up later on i will talk about a couple of games i just purchased yesterday from my friend in the local game store so stay tuned for that a little teaser coming up all right the next story i wanted to talk about was from fantasy flight games they actually released um the rules as well as a short video um, of some playthrough of the Witcher adventure game. I'm really excited for this game. This one is this is this will be one of the board games that's actually on my Christmas list. Um, possibly besides Grand Theft Auto V as far as video games go. Um, there really aren't too too many other games I think I'm gonna be having on my list. Maybe maybe Formula Day. I'm not really too sure about that one yet right now. 
because I just picked up another formula game, which we'll talk about later. But um, from what I've watched of the YouTube video that uh, they actually released for the Witcher Adventure game, this one sounds really cool. It sounds like you're going around, you're going to be fighting monsters, you're going to be trying to get um, points that, that you accumulate throughout the game. And um, basically whoever has the most points at the end of the game is going to be the winner. It sounds like you can not only assist your opponents but also possibly harm them as you're playing through the game so maybe early in the game you may want to play a little co-op and then as you get later on into the game once you build up your character maybe things can get a little more cutthroat and you may not be so willing to help out your opponents anymore um but i'm really interested interested in seeing this game how it plays um i'm also interested in seeing the latest witcher 3 video game that's supposed to be coming out i believe next year so you know, get those victory points ready, and um, this is one board game I cannot wait to try. And speaking of Fantasy Flight games, let's just jump into some other news stories that I saw on Twitter today. Um, and I found that I found the story basically on Dice Tower News. Asmodee, the one publisher, is basically acquiring Fantasy Flight games. So we actually talked about Asmodee a couple of months ago back in August when they acquired Days of Wonder. Now they've basically merged and they're acquiring Fantasy Flight games. This is a pretty good merger. I actually follow several different um, board game developers on Twitter and I saw a couple of people say that they're basically kind of happy about this. They have no problems with this and they're they're kind of giving it the thumbs up. So um, if, if they're kind of excited and they're actually developing the products that these people are publishing, then us as consumers should probably be pretty much probably excited as well, I would say. So I was I was really, I think this kind of really caught everybody off guard because everybody on Twitter was just like, and I, I jumped out to Board Game Geek and was reading, reading through some of the forums. It didn't seem like anybody really saw this one coming. So this one kind of came out of left field. Um, but we'll see what happens. It sounds like Asmodee is going to leave Fantasy Flight kind of running on its own. They're going to be producing and the products and their games and their existing product lines will continue to be developed under Fantasy Flight games and sold under their logo of, you know, the FFG logo. So um, there are a couple of games that they may bring under the Asmodee umbrella, it sounds like, but it doesn't sound like everything will be brought under there and it sounds like they're going to try to leave fantasy flight alone and just kind of keep them going pretty much the way they are which is really good because i know there's a lot of people that play the fantasy flight games and really like them as a publisher all right our next story is going to be from a GameSpot story and it is going to be game of thrones and this is from telltale games we've heard a lot about this i've actually talked about telltale quite a bit because i'm a huge fan of the walking dead series that they released um the game of thrones is the next one that they're coming out with it's supposed to launch actually later this year um it sounds like you're going to be playing the story of house forester i haven't looked too much further into this game I do want to sit down and actually maybe try to watch some of the show to get an idea of what this is before I actually start playing this one. So I may not get this on launch, but I will try to probably try to play this at a later time. I don't really think House Forrester, from reading the article on GameSpot, has really been actually touched on in the HBO series, but I still would kind of like to have a background of some of the things from Game of Thrones. I know there's a lot of people I work with that watch this game, or watch this show, and everybody says it's spectacular. My wife and I just have not had a chance with our schedules to tack on one more show that we're trying to watch for the week. We're actually trying to cut a few out so we have some more free time. But this is one that's on my list to hopefully try to watch and 
hopefully I get some time to do that. Next news story is from Polygon, and it is about the VGA host, Jeff Keighley, is putting together a new Game Awards show called the Game Awards 2014. Sounds like this is going to be streamed live from Las Vegas on December 5th. It's basically the same weekend that Sony is having their whole Sony Interactive thing out there in Vegas. Um, their PlayStation experience, which kicks off. Um, so hopefully, it, it sounds like Jeff Keighley is actually paid for this pretty much out of his own pocket. Is trying to do this on his own. He's not using Spike or anybody else to try to help him out with this. Um, it sounds like it's going to be pretty much just streamed exclusively. Well, I don't want to say exclusively, um, but it's going to be streamed on consoles, both the, the uh, P PS4 and the Xbox One, it sounds like. I'm sure it'll also be streamed to uh, last-gen consoles. It sounds like he's working with Twitch to get this out on Twitch as well. So I'm kind of excited to see how this is. Last year, the VGX Award that we had talked about, I think around the time that the website was just kind of getting underway is when they had kind of started started that up and i think that was on one of the early first shows that we had actually discussed it i thought the show was okay um i'm hoping that the hosts that they have this year are going to be a little different from last year well i thought that that the show was okay it's there were a few things that still needed to be tweaked so we'll see what uh keely actually does this year and i'm I'm sure it'll be something good, and whatever it is, it's. I know I'll be watching it, and we'll be talking about it on the podcast right after that. So I guess just get ready to hear some news about that. All right, our next story is going to be about Sony and one of their executives explaining why they basically don't allow you to change your PlayStation Network ID or your PlayStation Network name. Um, it basically sounds like you know, in short, that they really just don't want people griefing. So they don't want somebody going into one game, griefing, changing their name, going into a different game and griefing, and just being able to do that. Now, Microsoft basically goes gets around that because you basically have to pay a fee to change your name um, on Xbox Live, which I think is a great idea. Why Sony hasn't gone down this route yet, I'm not too sure. Uh, it sounds like this is something that's on their roadmap. My guess is that they will probably be following in Microsoft's footsteps in basically paying a fee to do that i think most most not only you know like xbox live does that but i think most games do that as well i think in mmos i think um blizzard does it with world of warcraft i thought you could actually change your name for a fee uh, a lot of mmos do that um so it's i think this is something that sony just needs to get on board with basically quit making excuses as to why they're not doing it and come up with a way to where if you put a cost above it people aren't going to be doing it constantly and you know what if they do you're making money off of it so kind of quit complaining but um if people are wanting to grief and they want to pay that money to grief uh, there's really not much you're going to be able to do other than just start banning accounts from the network which is something that you know you just may have to do and you may have to police for so sony hopefully can get on board with that and our next game is another Polygon article that I found. Elite Dangerous abandons their promise of an offline mode. So Elite Dangerous was a game that was kickstarted, and I, I've talked about this game before on the podcast, that I had played the original Elite back on the Commodore 64. I'm a huge fan of this game. The game is actually coming out on December 16th. I cannot wait for this game to come out. I do want to play this game. Um... But I'm kind of disappointed that they're actually having to go back on some of the stuff that they promised during their Kickstarter, and the offline mode is one of it. I, since I didn't Kickstart it, I really don't mind. I'll 
I'll probably still be picking this game up because I definitely want to give it a shot. But I think there were a lot of people that actually went back to the Kickstarter page and were complaining about this this being removed. And it was something that was, was basically promised to them for the Kickstarter. So I'm hoping that a lot of pub publishers going forward really take note of this. And if you're going to promise something on Kickstarter make sure you can deliver it. If you can't promise it, don't put it as one of the highlights of your game as to something that, you know, your customers are going to be able to expect because it sounds like a lot of people were basically asking for refunds. And I don't really think we want to start going down this road with Kickstarter. I'm sure I'm sure even if the game was touted as not having an offline mode, I have a feeling it probably still would have been kickstarted. It's probably something they didn't need to promise, but since they kind of did, it's it it kind of does put a little bit of egg on their face that they actually had to go back and remove that. But I have a feeling the game's still going to be successful. It's still going to get released here in a couple of weeks. We got about a month to be to you know for everybody to play the game. You can actually pay a little bit more if you want to play the game now. I don't need to play the game that bad because I have so much stuff on my list of stuff to play. Paying extra to play a game right now, I can I can wait the extra month for. But um, like I said, hopefully developers going forward and, and publishers and producers, they can basically come up with a list of things that they can list on Kickstarter as guarantees and stuff that they would be nice to have maybe could be listed as these are possible things we're going to work towards but we don't want to guarantee any of these so i think everybody just needs to be more cognizant of what they're putting out there on kickstarter and not trying to just make promises to get their items kickstarted and then having to renege on them because that that just makes everybody look bad and that's going to just make kickstarter not being a good place to go for these types of things and none of us wants that Okay, our last story is going to be about um, something I think I talked about a couple of weeks ago. A little game called Paranautical Activity um, from a company called Code Code Avarice. Um, one of the co-founders of this company and the developers of this game had actually posted when their game was on Steam. He actually made some threats to Gabe Newell. We had talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Um, he said he was actually going to be leaving the company. Well, it sounds like... Once he really sat down and thought about it, he is not going to be leaving the company. Him and his co-founder have basically come to an agreement where he's going to stay on. Um, the game is not back on Steam yet. I'd be. He even said that he had told. I guess he had did um, an interview with Eurogamer, and, and he he quoted, "I'd be shocked if Steam put the game back up." And honestly, I'd be shocked as well, and I'd kind of be disappointed if Steam actually did. Um, I think what he did was really. He needs to be held accountable for what he did. And while he did apologize and everything, you can't just go off half-cocked anymore and just start making threats and acting the way you did. I mean, go through the normal channels, get things resolved, and the game probably could have been much more successful than I'm guessing that it has been. But and maybe the game's actually doing okay considering his partner actually still has kept him on board because... If I was if I was working with somebody like that and and they had gotten us pulled, yanked off of Steam, I'm not really too sure I would have wanted to be working with um, this person anymore. But that's kind of just my opinion on the whole thing. Uh, it sounds like these guys are possibly good friends. They've probably been working at this stuff for a while, so I'm I'm think I'm guessing they both learned quite a bit from this. And hopefully their next game will be able to be put on Steam and um, will be able to be a big success for them. But um, not really too sure about Paranautical Activity. I'm guessing they're probably still selling it on their site. I haven't looked at that yet, so it was one of the things I wanted to do, but maybe I'll look that up later. 
Um, but um, good luck to him is pretty much all I could say. All right, we're going to jump into the what I'm playing now because I have a lot of things that I've actually been playing this week, past week that I've been sick. Um, so before I got sick, I actually was able to participate in another Uncanny X-Men organized play event, and I was able to do pretty good in that one. I think I came in second and had a blast. I think I'm down to needing possibly four rares right now. Hopefully I can get a couple of more traded out tomorrow. Come close to finishing off the set. I still need two super rares. I still have a Spider-Man super rare that I'm looking to trade. I think I'll be a blast playing through the different drafts and still learning about a lot of the different cards um, and just basically trying to finish out the set right now. So some of the other things that I was playing this week, uh, I happened to play a lot on the Vita while I was sick. I kind of just sat around in the rocking chair while I was sick for a couple of days, and my wife was watching TV, and I would just sit there with the Vita, and I was playing a lot of the Binding of Isaac Rebirth and uh, Luftstraussers, which I've been having a blast with both of those games. Both of them are rogue-type games, I guess you could say, and I guess you could... I got, they're, they're, they're very quite different games, because one is basically you're running through kind of, I guess you could say, different dungeons trying to basically get to the end, and I still have yet to finish The Binding of Isaac. I've come close a couple of times. I've had a couple of very good runs, but there have been a couple of screens where I just run into some mobs where the the, the little skeleton guys that are throwing the bones, I, I've run into a couple of rooms with them, and they're just pain in the asses the way they, they just... I. I just haven't found the way to just really avoid them yet and, and get through them. I've been able to get through them a couple of times, but when I've been kind of loaded up and stocked up and thinking, oh, this will be a breeze, I hit a room with a couple of new mobs that I haven't seen, and it just completely annihilates me, and I just get upset and then just play through the game again. Um, Loose Travelers is a lot different, I guess you could say, than Binding of Isaac, because it's, um, it's basically a, kind of a flight game. It reminds me a lot of... Um, the one flying game I used to play back in the arcades, um, Time Pilot. And it's I, I was having a blast just bouncing back and forth between both of these games pretty much for several days. And I have quite a bit unlocked on Loose Trousers because each time you play the game, it basically accumulates your score and it just keeps adding to it. And when you get so much, so much score accumulated, it unlocks, and then you kind of start back at zero, and then you're going up to, I think I'm, my next unlock is around 90-some thousand, so I do have quite a few different things unlocked with the game, and I have a pretty decent ship, I like the, I like the, the gun firing that does the spread out firing, where I think it's like four or five shots that are spread out, that to me seems to be one of the, one of the better ones, and I'm able to get my combo um, meter built up fairly quick with this and it's it's kind of interesting because there's some games where there's a lot of airplanes flying around and I can get the combo meter built up really quick and then there's other games where it seems like there's just more ships in the water and not enough planes flying around and getting my combo meter built up is just really crazy. I haven't figured out what I'm doing different yet between the games of where I have a lot of airplanes around me and where I don't. Um, I don't know if it's just completely random. I haven't really looked too, too much out there and read much about the game. I've just been trying to, like, figure it out and learn some things on my own. Unlike The Binding of Isaac, where I've actually gone out to the wiki and tried to read several different things as far as what a lot of the different items do in that game. Because there are just so many damn items you can pick up in The Binding of Isaac. And it's just trying to remember it all and what they all do. You you definitely need the wiki to play that game and it's there there's a lot of information out there that that'll help you out 
Um, those are two games that I played the hell out of the past week, and I'm so glad that they were pretty much the free games on, on from Sony this past month because I really, really put that to some good use. Um, a couple other games I've been playing, my wife picked up for me for my birthday. She just picked up a couple of games from Target, I think, on the way home from work the one day for my birthday. Uh, she got us Lego Marvel Super Heroes, which we actually played through, I think, the first chapter of the other night when we got it. And we were having a lot of fun with that. Um, for that being a Lego game, there were a couple of times where both of us kind of were looking at each other like, okay, what do we have to do next? And we we were like, okay, we're kind of just going around and trying different things, and then we finally kind of just stumbled through it. Okay, here's what we needed to do. So, I mean, there were a couple of times where we kind of sat there, and we were we were expecting the game to be not super easy, but there were a couple of times, like I said, we, we kind of looked at each other and were like, neither of us were really too sure what to do, and it seemed like the game was telling us to do one thing, and what we thought we had to do was something completely different from what we actually needed to do at the time. So we were able to get through that first chapter, have a blast with it. I think we unlocked quite a few different characters on that, but it seems like there are just a ton of characters from the Marvel Universe you can unlock in that game. And we're nowhere near having that list done or completed yet. So we'll be playing that for a while. She also picked me up um, an older game on the PS3, and that was Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe. Um... She kind of just wanted to see what it would be like with a different, um, playing against some of the different superheroes. And I told her Injustice was actually going to be the free game um, next month, I think it was, on the PS4. So we'll definitely be playing that one. But um, I had only played, I think, the demo to Mortal Kombat vs. DC Universe. And um, I actually sat down and played this, and it was having a pretty good time with it. Uh, I was having to look up some of the different moves and just learn them really quick. Um, and just like with any Mortal Kombat game, you really have to know the moves to actually really enjoy the game. But um, I was I started playing through story mode, got through quite a few, quite a couple of different diff different storylines, and was having a blast with that. And then over the weekend, I also pulled out Dead Island, and this was a game I started a well over a year ago, I would say, because I think I started this game before I had my PlayStation 4, and I've never gone back to really finish it. I think I was on Chapter 12, and I pulled it out Friday night and said, what the heck, let's try to just get through this and see if we can knock it out, and I was able to get up to, I think, Chapter 16 Friday night, and then I just knocked it out Saturday morning real quick for a couple hours, so I think I had maybe another five hours left is what it took me to finish it. I was skipping all the side missions. I kind of just wanted to get through the game just to kind of just put another check mark on my list of a game that I completed. And while I did like Dead Island, I will say that towards the end of the game, I kind of was ready for it just to kind of be over with. And I thought the final boss fight was just really anticlimactic. I just really wasn't excited and stoked about it. Um, it seemed at that time I had unlocked and done so many different things to my character that... I would just die, lose a bit of money, little little bit of money, come back. Um, the boss man, the boss character, never really seemed to heal after dying, which really surprised me. Because it was just like, okay, I'll just go up, hit him until I die, come back, hit him until I die, and it kind of just really seemed like a really cheesy way to win the game. But considering everything that was going on in that final boss battle, I was, I was just like completely fine with it and said, what the hell, let's just get this thing knocked out and let's just finish it. So, um, one of the other games I played over the weekend was the Pathfinder Adventure card game. I actually picked up Skull and Shackles, um, Skulls and Shackles over the weekend and was able to play for, play it on Sunday. 
I was hoping to actually start the organized play at my friendly local game store because I'll actually be hosting um, the organized play down there for Skull and Shackles on the first and third Sundays of the month. Um, I'll actually be tweeting out about this stuff and you know maybe get and give the store name and everything and where we're gonna where I'm gonna be doing this. But the first and third Sundays of the month is where I'm gonna be doing organized play. Uh, the store doesn't didn't have all of the organized play stuff in yet. Um, they still weren't listed on Paizo's website, so the owner's still working on getting that completed. Um, so I basically bought the game. There were a couple of people that did show up that were looking forward to playing it, so we kind of just unboxed my box since the store didn't have their store copy yet and sat down and just knocked out a couple of adventures real quick. Um, we knew that this wasn't going to be for organized play, but we still had a blast playing the game. Um, I had read through the rules previously that I had just downloaded off of Paizo's website. I was a little familiar with the ships and how they worked. I had watched a couple of videos on how it was played, and since I had played enough Rise of the Rune Lords, we were all able to just jump right in and, and kind of just play. So I kind of just used this one as my demo, although the couple of people that I were playing with um, had played the game. I, they had actually already done some organized play, and they had that they participated in another store, so they were pretty much well versed in the game already. But we did, we did, we did a couple scenarios. Had a blast with that, and that's basically going to be what I'm jumping into my last part of the show, and that's what I want to play now. I definitely want to play some more Skull and Shackles. I, I want to get into the organized play. I want to see some of the scenarios that they have out there for that. The other board game that I picked up for my birthday was Race Formula 90. And this is a game you can find out on Board Game Geek. Um, it's a Formula 1 type game. It seems kind of like it's a card management Formula 1 game, unlike um, Formula Day, where it's more rolling dice. This game, you actually play cards as far as how your movement goes around the track and it looks like one of the better formula games so or formula one games so i i have not played the game i've watched a couple of videos on it um i've read quite a bit about the game i'm really looking forward to playing this one my wife i'm not really too sure how excited she is on playing this one when i showed it to her she was kind of just like oh so we'll have to see about that also, one of the things I was supposed to do this past week was do a demo on Golem Arcana, my friendly local game store, where I um, am going to be doing my organized play for Skull and Shackles, had gotten in a demo copy of Golem Arcana. The owner had given me the game, I brought it home, and I was trying to screw around with that and basically had to go out to the Golem Arcana forums and basically post and say, hey, um, I'm having trouble getting this demo set to work with the application that's out there in the Google Play Store. And that is because... The demo kit does not work with the current app that is out there. I guess you need to have um, access to kind of like the beta software of the application, which they normally only give to people that are actually demoing the game for Golem Arcana. Um, so the owner was trying to get my account flagged to maybe be able to see this beta piece of the software which i can't see um, because every time i tried to click on one of the golems that basically said demo on it the app was telling me that the golem was not in play at the time so there really wasn't a whole hell of a lot i could do with the game at the time i did try to just go through a few turns just by clicking on the app with my finger and kind of just moving things around on the board not using the wand but um after doing that for about 15-20 minutes, I was just like, okay, this is not being able to just kind of click on everything with the wand and just having to kind of use my finger and trying to do this this way. It was 
it was just really hard and just I wasn't getting anywhere. So I said, let me just box this back up. I'll take it back to him. It actually sounds like he has somebody scheduled to come out next week to demo the game, um, which I'm really looking forward to, which I'll be showing up for. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to get to play as well. But that's about it. Those are the things that I want to play now. Golem Arcana, Race Formula 90, as well as Skull and Shackles, the Pathfinder Adventure card game. I wouldn't mind getting back into Rise of the Rune Lords and playing through some more of that, but um, I have a feeling now that I got Skull and Shackles, we'll have to see when I have time to actually get back into Rise of the Rune Lords and maybe kind of work through that whole scenario, because I've never actually even finished all the scenarios I have for that one. But that's going to be it for this show. I don't think I coughed too much during it. So I'm very, very happy and pleased with that. Um, send us some emails. Let me know how I'm doing. What I'm playing now at gmail.com. Also, you can go out to iTunes and give us some ratings. Um, we're also on the Xbox Music Store. You can follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. Um, like I said, I've been actually posting a few things out to Facebook because I've been using Hootsuite to actually post out to Twitter and Facebook for my account. And I just let it kind of push out to both of them. So I've been putting a couple of different pictures up there on the Facebook page. Not a whole heck of a lot. Um, been pushing a couple of things up to Google Plus as well plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast and of course I will be back on Twitch on Wednesday with Diablo 2 and that's at twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now so hey send me some emails let me know what you're playing now and we'll be back next week with another episode thanks for watching have a good week everybody mm -hmm.